I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, and I'm Ken Napsnock for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Here we are in a post World Series TV spot world. That's right. 
Let's talk about that Last Jedi TV spot. 45 seconds sprung upon us. Most people didn't know. I was live on air doing schmoes no. And the World Series and Big Baseball Guy. So I had the World Series up on my PlayStation View, one of my tabs there on my uh, MacBook. And uh, I had been looking at Twitter. And I went back to catch uh, the World Series. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. I shouldn't be watching World Series baseball live on the air. But it's a two-hour show, and me and Mark Ellis were trying to catch some of the World Series. And we just had director Joe Lynch in as a guest, and I had switched seats. So, so only I was looking at the screen at the time. And I uh, go back to watch a little bit of baseball. And what do we got? I see a picture of Ray in the rain with a lightsaber. And I, li- I clicked away. I was like, oh, okay. It must, it must be a TV spot. And I clicked away, went back to Twitter to monitor some of the live interactions with the Schmoes No fans. And I was like, wait a minute. In my head, just like, wait a second. I've never seen that shot of Ray in the rain with a lightsaber. What's going on? And Christian Harloff is in the other room, comes running in, pulls me off air. We go do a Collider video reaction. And I got to tell you, for me, it's one of the best little TV spots I've ever seen of one of these movies. 45 seconds, and it got the job done. And I wanted to talk about it here today on Spotlight Star Wars. Now on Tuesday, me, Joseph, and Jennifer will probably, uh, uh, not probably, we will address the international trailer and and this TV spot. We'll get the takes. Uh, But I've had a lot of chances to talk about it, both in Collider Video, uh, uh, on the reaction videos me and Christian did, and on Collider Jedi Council. Obviously, you guys know I'm over there, and if you don't, go check it out. And if you're kind of new, because I, I definitely gain uh, new followers. I'm fortunate enough to have uh, new followers, a lot of appearances from that show. Come on over. Welcome to Force Center. This is where I get to long form talk about Star Wars and celebrate the greatest saga ever told. Uh, so I've had a, a good chance to talk about it, but I did want to talk about it here. But I, I, I want to do something special here for the Spotlight Star Wars audience, so... Uh, I went to our Patreon page, and, and Force Center does have a Patreon page. You can choose to support if you like. It's at uh, patreon.com slash Force Center. Um, I took I wanted to get some uh, your guys' reactions, and then um, yeah, I can go to uh, Twitter for some questions after that. Uh, this trailer was, was, was great. I absolutely think it was great. It continues this, this thing they're doing where they're setting up what uh, these main characters are going to have in front of them, these choices. And this one was really focused on Rey and Luke and the Porg, right, and Chewbacca. Um, But really, there's something they're trying to they're trying to set up something. But again, this this false kind of like it's this editing to putting these maybe scenes together. But I I really think the one in question of of Luke saying this is not going to go how you think it's going to go, whatever the line is. um, I think I think you do have Ray in that scene now. There's been a, even a further breakdown, and maybe that scene is reversed, and they they the rain has fallen up, and I you know I love all that stuff. I, I look at it, I, I don't go that deep sometimes, but they're setting up something. They're setting up this potential conflict, not necessarily a fight, but conflict between Ray and Luke. We know he's not going to be there with open arms, welcoming welcoming Ray. Like, well, I've been waiting for you. Let's train. Here's a lightsaber. Let's do this. Um, there's going to be something there, and. These choices, Joseph and I, Jennifer, we've talked on Force Center, but these choices of these characters, these co-protagonists, it's Kylo and Rey's story, really. 
they're the center of this trilogy. They're the center of this, uh, the continuation of the saga with good reason. And I, and I love that because they're two great characters. And it might go different ways. And I, this trailer, though, it, it also has a lot of Luke. And it has that great shot of Luke on the Millennium Falcon. And that got a lot of people talking. And it got a lot of people feeling. This, that, that gave you the feels. It was on par with the Han, Chewie, Chewie, we're home moment. And it reminds all of us, of course, of the Han Solo moment in Force Awakens, one of the best shots of the movie. Han kind of taking back the Falcon, walking into the cockpit, and just giving that look. It is iconic. It is was needed. It was a great moment. Glad J.J. Abrams put it in there. Harrison played it so well. And so we kind of have a, a similar moment here with Luke Skywalker. With a different feel, obviously. Bit of a different feel. It could be somber. He's not smiling. He's not smirking like Han Solo was. There's a lot of memories in that. And, and Luke's got to be feeling a little, uh, maybe a little guilty. Especially if by this point, if he walks into that Falcon knowing that Han is dead, he might be feeling a little guilty that it could have been avoided if he had just stayed where he was or got back into the fight sooner or all those kind of things. I could imagine, uh, you know, we, we keep calling Luke, Luke old man grumpy Luke and grouchy Luke and angry Luke, dark Luke. I think there's just a lot of regret and a lot of sadness in Luke. For a lot of things, you know, to go through what you went through. And by the end of Return of the Jedi, you've redeemed your father. You saved the galaxy. All right, I'm going to go learn more. Now that I've got this major conflict out of my life and I've done some good, I'm going to go learn about what I am. Luke Skywalker still needed to be trained in a way. He didn't go to the classic Jedi Academy. He didn't learn. We know he started late. We know from a certain point of view that Yoda didn't even feel long before he even met him. He didn't feel. that. Well, I guess technically he met Luke as a baby, right? All right, let's clear that. Um, before he uh, met Luke again, um, became reacquainted with him. He knew he wasn't the choice. It was Yoda wanted Leia. So as uh, a favor to Ben, I'm going to make it happen. All right, you can go... Uh, uh, well, bring Luke here. We're going to train him. So, so uh, Luke cuts that training short, comes back to complete his training. Yoda dies. Thanks, Yoda. And then uh, he rushes off to confront Vader and, and succeeds and confronts the Emperor. Uh, succeeds in a way by throwing down his uh, lightsaber. Uh, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. I mean, that's powerful stuff. That's some crash course training. That's some uh, education of the streets so to speak. But at the end of Jedi, Luke's feeling pretty good. And I, I like this idea. I like this narrative. We know, and I talk often about the Jedi Academy books by Kevin J. Anderson here, that, you know, all right, that makes sense. That even after the events of Heir to the Empire, if, if you were to follow that story out, all right, the conflict's really, really done. I'm going to go restart the Jedi Order. But I like this. I like this. It's a newer wrinkle to Star Wars canon that Luke's like, t- for me, I see it as Luke saying, I- I've got to go really learn now. You know, it's like I sold a screenplay, but I'm going to go learn how to write. I'm going to go take some night classes at UCLA. So if Luke goes around, uh, you know, with Laura Santeca, if that's the case, uh, we know that's uh, been hinted at. We know that's been mentioned in the Star Wars Encyclopedia or the Visual Dictionary, I should say. Um, uh, I'd love to love to see those adventures. You guys have heard me. Pay. I'd love an animated show. Mark Hamill voicing Luke Skywalker with a younger Lord Santeca going around the galaxy, 
getting relics, learning about the Force. I love this idea. Then he starts the Jedi Academy, a new Jedi Academy, starts to find the new generation Jedi, and that goes up in flames, literally. The details of that are still to be told, but Luke is heartbroken more than anything. He's not afraid. I don't think he's afraid. I mean, he says in the trailers he's afraid of this power. I think that could be Rey, could be, uh, you know, uh, Snoke, could be Kylo, could be any of it. But I think more than anything, Luke is, Luke is heartbroken. Luke, Luke's a little beat up by himself. And this idea of going back to where it all began, the first Jedi temple on Octu, um, caretakers there, the journal of the wills possibly. I love this idea that Luke went to the core, the core of, of, his, uh, of his order that he's the last of. Um, and clearly discovered some stuff there. So uh, all that goes into Luke walking onto that falcon in that moment. And there's a little bit of like, oh, yeah, I know where the light switch is. Oh, yeah, I looked at that control board. What's that flashing? All right, I sat here. You know, maybe there's even a shot. He goes down in the, in, in the guns, you know, where he gets his first kill as a TIE fighter, like uh, first kill of a TIE fighter. Um, there could be some of that, some memories, especially if he sees Chewie. It's going to be a good moment with Chewie, I hope. But as with everything that we're seeing with Luke in this uh, in the trailers, he's, there's a, there's there's a darkness to him. Not dark Jedi or darkness. And yeah, I know a dark Jedi is kind of. I got called out a little bit because I, I I say there's no such thing as a gray Jedi, but sometimes I'll reference dark Jedi. And yeah, I get it. A, a Jedi necessarily can't be dark, but we're, we're mincing words there. Um, but I think there's a sad there's a sadness in Luke in every shot. And I think that's going to be a tough moment for Luke walking onto the Falcon, knowing that he not ran away, that's an accusation, but he went away. And he left the galaxy to kind of fend for itself, and that may have cost him one of his all-time great friends. And that's going to be tough for Luke. So that's a powerful moment. It's not just a nostalgia moment. It is definitely that. That's there. Luke on the Falcon. It got me in my, if you watch the Collider video reaction, that is a 100% legit reaction. I got pulled off air into this office. Christian said, just sit down. Let's watch this. I'm going to show you this. He had already seen it uh, because he was watching TV when it happened. Um, And that reaction you see from me was like legit, sincere. Like, wow. I didn't know I was moved that much by Luke and the Falcon. And in 45 seconds, you continue this idea we're really hearing about the dark side and the light, and we're, we're learning a lot. It, it, we're learning about it in Rebels and some of the comics and books of uh, you know the Bendu from Rebels that comes in, comes to mind, and some of the other stuff here that we're going on. And, and the trailer, the Last Jedi, might deal with what is that balance? That question we all ask. And there's been again, it's been addressed in other things. It's been addressed. Um, a, a Dark Disciple. Someone reminded me online. Dark Disciple uh, with Asajj Ventress. Adventures and, and Quinlan Voss kind of went into what is the balance of the force. And so we might get that on screen. It might be up there. It might be big. And um, that theme is in there, too. Snoke. I love the line of Snoke. You know, darkness rises and light to meet it. That speaks to some concept of balance in the force, doesn't it? And I still wonder aloud. I still want that answer. You know, what is balance? Does the force root for sides? Does it root for Luke? Does it root for the Emperor? Does it root for Kylo? Does it root for Leia? Or does it seek something down the middle? 
Um, so this trailer, 45 seconds. This is a home run because in 45 seconds, you're getting to a lot of stuff, and, and you're really seeing what The Last Jedi is going to be a, about. it. And we might talk a little bit more on Force Center about some of the stuff that reveals. I, I feel as though we're getting a little bit to... Um, to what uh, the third act might be, you could start just like at this this point uh, last uh, two years ago with Force Awakens. You could start to put stuff together, start to say, "Hey, this character's there. That character needs to appear here." You know, and, and it, that's that's just the way marketing is. And I know some people have chosen to just walk away from it. Um, it's partly my job, so I can't. But. I, I, I could turn a, a little bit of an, an eye towards it, but it's just I also get caught up in it. I get caught up in the excitement. And, and even though I, I might know a little bit of uh, not the plot details, but just kind of the plot structure, just based on some of the things now you've seen. And this, and this 45 second spot did do a lot to move the, the, the ideas of the plot structure uh, out more into the open. I'm still excited. I'm still more excited than I was before that 45 seconds uh, aired. Luke and the Falcon. Uh, Snoke's throne room looks great. And if Ray's going there to confront him or turn or anything, that's going to be great. And, and I think we're going to see some great things with Kylo and just some awesome stuff. That's the Falcon flying and bursting out of crate. That's Star Wars, man. And we always talk about it. Uh, that, could be, that could be the title of my autobiography. That's Star Wars, man. Um, you know, it, it's fun. To, it's fun. And, and, and Star Wars needs that. And we're going to get a lot of that. So uh, that's my thoughts on it. But I want to bounce my uh, brain off your guys' thoughts. So I went to Patreon and to all of our supporters at, at whatever tier. Just posed the question uh, about this. Uh, you know, do you have any new theories about The Last Jedi after seeing this spot? Or maybe it confirms some of your old theories. And, and what, did, what did Luke and the Falcon do for you. It's a big moment. Again, it, there's a lot there. It's nostalgia. It's, it's regret, sadness. Us as fans going, God, we will never, never see Han and Luke on screen together. And I know even, even Hamill has publicly said some things about, ah, we never got that moment. We never got the big three back on the screen together. And it's a little disappointing. Yeah, flashbacks could make it happen, I suppose, in The Last Jedi. But, but now, unfortunately, with Carrie Fisher passing, I, just, I don't think that's not something we're going to see in The Last Jedi. And, and, and then that, that would mean, unfortunately, we're not going to see it after that. So Luke on the Falcon brings up those feelings even, too. There's a lot there. So anyways, you guys on Patreon had some good stuff. And I'm just going to go through over it, read it, and we'll go from there. Alex. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** 
are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Floyd says... Love that we barely saw new footage. They just mostly gave us a few extra seconds, either side of what we've already seen. Great in caps that they are holding back for the actual movie. Now, I'll come back to that. It's for Luke and the Falcon right in the fields. To see Luke back in the cockpit is a joy. Again, like Han and Chewie last movie, but the look on his face as he walks in, it makes it a special and different way. A way that tells me just how different and enthralling The Last Jedi is going to be. Alex, I, I think that's a great point. First, to the, to the trailers not giving much away, uh, that's generally true. I think they're the, the major, not the plot, but what the, the choices, we know these characters have choices. What those choices will end up being are not apparent to me, and I think they're doing a really good job with that. But, you know, with Force Awakens, I remember we said it, I, th- I think we even said it on air. Definitely Joseph and I were talking about, hey, man, we haven't even seen the third act yet. There's no Luke Skywalker toys. They're holding back third act merchandise. And, well, we know what that was. Note that if you go back and you watch all the uh, the Force Awakens trailers, including some of the TV spots, you, you start to see that, oh, no, pretty much the whole movie was included in there. I don't mean that as a slight or bad. They did a great job with the marketing. So, Alex, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we are seeing most as we get. Maybe we get Actu, the uh, Battle of Dakar, uh, the Battle of Crate, and Snoke. Maybe that's all we get. And Canto Bite. We know Canto Bite is there. Um, but, again, I, I, I think you're right, uh, Alex. I, I don't think we... I think they're holding back just enough. They're not putting all the strings together on those big choices. And you're right. I, I think you're... I, I'm echoing what you're saying, Alex. Uh, it, it, 
Luke and that Falcon, different tone. And that is, I think, going to be the tone of Last Jedi. A little Star Wars, a little fun, a little nostalgia, but some deep emotions. Dylan Cicero says, hey, this is a theory. I may be way off, but I'm going for it. I believe that Rey will go to face Snoke against Luke's advice. This will lead to Snoke torturing and eventually corrupting Rey's mind, bringing her toward the dark side to replace Kylo. Kylo, who continues to struggle with the light and dark within him, will be unable to pull the trigger against his mother Leia, hesitating long enough for someone else to do the job, devastated possibly by a message Leia sent to Kylo to the Force before her death. Kylo will seek out his only remaining family, Luke Skywalker. Luke and Kylo, perhaps the help, help of a Force ghost, Anakin will mend their relationships to go face Snoke and rescue Rey in Episode Nine. That's awesome, Dylan. You might—I don't think you're way off. I, I said on Jedi Council this week. I, I think that scene—if if, if those scenes are connected—and again, I know there's this reverse footage kind of theory going around, and I, I can buy into it. I've seen some of the shots, um, but I think I think Luke could be saying to Rey, "This isn't going to turn out the way you think." I know what it's like to rush off before your training's done. Don't go face Kylo. Don't go face Snoke. Don't do it. And maybe Ray does go and do it. Now, I think the shot of Luke on the Falcon is pretty early on. I think it's that uh, after maybe he and Ray go back and forth and whether or not he's going to train her, I think that happens. And I think he, he steps on the Falcon, maybe has a reunion with Chewie and R2, uh, and, uh, and that's early on. So uh, I think, I think Ray going off on her own, is is something that's going to happen, and the struggle with Kylo, yeah, I don't, I don't for a second think he's going to pull that trigger and kill Leia. Uh, I, I don't know if Leia dies. I still don't know if Leia dies, which again is another mystery that unfortunately we have to deal with. But I, I still think I don't know. I think she could still go off and do something. She could be one with the fo- a force. I, there could be a lot of things. Maybe the force just pulls her back up, like uh, was Elijah being pulled back to heaven. I don't know. Like it could be that. Um, but I think. The idea of of Kylo and Luke teaming up to go save Rey um, and, and save in the sense of turning her back in a way, rescuing rescuing her in that way because Rey's going to be strong, probably rescue herself if needed. But maybe it's it Rey chooses to be with Snoke, and maybe that's some of nine. I would love the idea of Luke surviving into nine I, i'm more and more wanting that i was more and more out. coming out of seven i was like yeah we're gonna see luke in eight he's gonna die he'll be a force ghost in nine no no i, I really like the idea of luke surviving and going into nine and a real world adjustment might have been needed might have been needed following the death of carrie fisher maybe luke factors into nine more than he was planned but again i don't we're not hearing any big reshoots that dreaded reshoot word for eight that would have kept Luke alive when before he was dead. Um, I'm not seeing that. All right, Dylan, great theory. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're not too far off. Connie, she. Connie, am I saying that right? You, you're a proud, longtime supporter here, and uh, I'm saying she. S H I H. That's a great name. But hey. Connie, welcome in here. She says, I can. Hi, Connie. Aside from Luke and the Falcon, the main thing that caught my attention was Snoke's line, darkness rises and light to meet it. For me, that echoes Ray's line from the first teaser, light, darkness, balance. When Luke asks her to breathe, reach out and ask her to see it, uh, ask her what she sees. Along these lines, I get the sense that the Force lore beyond light and dark will be explored in Last Jedi. After all, Luke does comment in the first teaser trailer that the Force is, is so much bigger 
He says, it's so much bigger. But yes, she says, it's, in parentheses, the force so much bigger. In addition, for those of us who've been in the nerd bubble, Dave Filoni has been gradually introducing other force concepts, such as Mortis in the Clone Wars, Ahsoka being a force user, but not a Jedi anymore. Most most recently, the Bendu and even the Lothwolfs on, uh, on Lothal. All things considered, Connie writes, I can't help but wonder if we're building to an entirely new force concept. She says, count me in. I'm as very intrigued because I'm more of a lore person. She also has some comments about Luke and the Falcon, but I'll follow up there. Connie, I think you're hitting home runs here. I think you're really hitting home runs with your comments because I absolutely think, I don't know how much the movies, now they're connected to Rebels, obviously. We saw Hera and Rogue One and Hera and Forces of Destiny. We know we know from the comics and books. They're all factor in in some way. Uh, but I still think on screen is the final decider. Uh, it is the what most of the general public see. So all these things have to filter up. But you're right about Filoni and what he's been doing. The Mortis arc on Clone Wars is fascinating. Lucas had a ton to do with it from his brain. And uh, Yoda and his trials uh, late in uh, the Clone Wars, I think it's actually in the lost season. The stuff with Qui-Gon and Dagobah and that kind of that dark Yoda version of, uh, you know, kind of almost a Gollum Yoda that he had to fight and pass a test. And and um, even some of the stuff with, with uh, you know, Qui-Gon and, and him learning, he explained a little bit more how he, how he comes back from the Force and learn all this stuff. There's life after death and, and you continue to learn this concept. A lot of interesting Force stuff. And I actually think... That teaser trailer line, Connie, that you're mentioning here, it's so much bigger. When you say, you know, light, darkness, balance, just breathe. It's so much bigger. You're right. We think Jedi, Sith, light, dark. It's mentioned. Uh, You know, there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? The dark side and the light. Um, That idea that the Force was sleeping and it needed to be awoke is is interesting because that's different. It's different than what the galaxy had going on before because, yeah, Luke uh, came about as a new hope. Leia came about as a new hope. But the Force was still around. We know from the Wills, the Guardians of the Wills, and and we know Kanan and Ezra, Ahsoka, uh, other Force uh, users and and, and Jedi survived Order 66. The Force was still going on. The idea that it might have, uh, if Luke ran, ran away, and that was kind of it for the Force for a while, and Kylo's got something, but they're not Sith. They're, they're aware of the Force, and that's a thing. That's the thing that might be established here. Snoke could be about something else. Yeah, Connie, you got me thinking about this more. Snoke could be, all right, there's the dark side. Yeah, there's the light side. Dark rises, light meets it. You're both fighting each other. Generations upon generations. What else is there? I can use both for my means. Maybe why that's why as Snoke is developed, he is just he's Snoke. We don't need him to be Plagueis. We don't need him to be a reborn Palpatine. We don't need him to be Kitster or Mace Windu or Jar Jar Binks. We don't need him to be anything. Snoke is Snoke because he sees another way. He sees something else. He's from the unknown regions. And he's watched, all right, he's aware of the Force. It's almost like Snoke's like, he's aware of the Force. He can use the Force. He, he attaches its, uh, you know, his mind to the Force. And he's like, what? and you guys are using it to fight each other? It's like the internet. We have the power of the internet, and we're, we're just debating endlessly on pointless things. And this is, we, we get this super tool. You get 
Periscope, and, and the only thing we use to live stream from your phone is, uh, you know, selfie videos of Q&As from YouTubers, and I'm guilty of it. Um, so maybe Snoke is like, no, there's, there's another way. Ray, Kylo, or maybe now just Ray, fulfill your true destiny. Go with me down the middle. It's ominous. It's dark. I don't think Snoke's, Snoke's a good guy. But maybe he doesn't believe in the classic light and dark and light versus dark. And maybe Luke has discovered that as well. Maybe that's in going back to the beginning, going back to the first temple and some of the early writings, thinking, man, we got it wrong. The Jedi got it wrong. We saw the Force and we chose a side. The Force doesn't believe in sides. The other guys... Chose, chose a side and it was a bad side. We were generally doing right, but the Jedi lost their way. Luke wouldn't know that firsthand. He'd have to learn it. But if he had the ability to maybe communicate with, uh, you know, Ben or, or Yoda or Anakin after Jedi, and the more he learned, the more history he learned, he could have been like, you know what, at the beginning, go back to the beginning. Here I am at the first temple where we first started to study this. This powerful thing, this living, breathing force that fills us up with midichlorians. I'd, lo- I'd love to see the word midichlorians used again. I actually would. It'd be fun. Um, we had it, and we chose to do something wrong with it. And that's why the Jedi must end, and it's something new. So I think The Last Jedi is going to explore that. In, in taking these two heroes, or, or taking a hero, Ray and Kylo, a hero in his own story, and taking them down a different path, taking Luke down a different path, and maybe that's some stuff Mark Hamill's talking about, when he's like, I, know, I wouldn't, this isn't Luke, I know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. So Connie, good thought starter. And she also says, as, Luke, as for Luke and the Falcon, I almost fell out of my chair upon seeing him there. I watched the TV spot first thing this morning uh, at the time of my recording. Seeing that shot was uh, my morning equivalent to a caffeine jolt. Instantly wide awake and there was a lump in my throat. Being a child of the original trilogy, I had so many feelings and more than a few tears. Powerful moment. Powerful moment. Uh, we got Mike Leamy. Mike Leamy checks in and says, My theory is that Luke doesn't say a word until he boards a Falcon. Then he says, in his old wise Jedi voice, What a piece of junk. You know what, Mike? That might be the theory that wins it all. You might have just broken the code. Thanks for that one, Mike. I love it. Final one here from Casey Key. Hello, Casey, checking in. She's been a Patreon supporter here for a couple months. She says, I love seeing Luke on the Falcon. While it's probably not what is happening, a part of me wants it to be Luke flying the Falcon in those scenes on crates since he's a great pilot of his own, right? right? Uh, but it's most likely that it's chewing his new pork sidekick. Odds are that Luke on the Falcon is early on, the, uh, on with him just looking around, but I think it's possible that he boards the Falcon after Ray is taken, to, uh, taken from October by the First Order. Knights of Ren, maybe, question mark? I think the scene of the Knights of Ren and Ray's vision in Force Awakens was a glimpse of the future, not the past. That scene is also in the rain. True. Uh, like the scenes in the last Jedi trailer and TV spot, I think Luke's statement that this is uh, this isn't going to go the way you think could be directed at Kylo, and uh, Kylo takes Ray to Snoke after Luke escapes him, and Luke follows on the Falcon with Chewie. So that's an interesting stuff too, uh, Casey. I think you got some good stuff there. Uh, well, I you know I I agree with you. I don't think Luke is flying that Falcon on crate. I think his adventure, if it continues, and hopefully he's there for that kind of stuff, uh, uh, there meaning the movie still, and he doesn't have an early death, um, I think uh, 
I, I think Chewy and someone else could be in that Falcon, or maybe it's just Chewy and that Porg. Uh, maybe Chewy and some someone else some resistance. I don't know. Uh, I think we see Poe. We know Finn. They're in the ski speeder, so I don't think one of them is there. I think Ray's got different things, not more important things, but different things to worry about at that time. So hey, who knows? Maybe they secretly shot Billy D. Williams in the Falcon. That would be a great surprise. I don't think that's going to be the case, but that'd be good. But yeah, I know what you mean, Casey. The idea of Luke kind of coming in to save the day in a big battle will be interesting, but I think this is going to be a lot about him and Ray and Kylo and the Knights of Ren. You know, uh, I think we're going to, they're going to have to factor in at some point. I I go to the aftermath series and the acolytes of, uh, from beyond the little kind of cultish group has all the markings of uh, early version of the Knights of Ren. So I'm, I'm curious about the Knights of Ren too. If it will factor in, not just who they are and who we think these knights are and, and they're not necessarily force users, but they got these masks and masks can corrupt. And that's what the acolytes deal with in, in Aftermath. Um, I think it's something there. I think there's some idea there. So I think they could factor in. And I like the idea, you know, just as like I, I think Ray's going to go away on her own and it's going to be a mistake. And Luke's going to try to have her avoid that. But I could see this idea that uh, that Ray's kidnapped and that Luke loses an early battle. Maybe that is what pulls him in maybe he's on the ground because kylo has essentially defeated him in battle luke survives uh and then it come becomes about him getting pulled back in but instead of fighting on crate he has to go deal with the bigger picture which is snoke so those are questions from patreon you guys got some great theories some great ideas uh, you can, you guys out there listening now, just go to Twitter, follow me at Ken Napsok and follow us at Force Center Pod. Use a hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and give us some follow ups. And we can talk about it on another Spotlight Star Wars as we cl- get closer to The Last Jedi being in theaters. Uh, I think, uh, I, I think you guys. I love hearing your guys' thoughts and theories, and you got you got great ones. I think you guys are better than theories than me. I'm not a great theorizer, so I love hearing and reacting yours to your guys' stuff. So great stuff. I didn't want to go to um, I didn't want to go to uh, uh, Twitter and the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and and, and get some questions out there and. Uh, uh, we got Justin Walker checking in at Just Ten Walker. He says, "Do you think the last episode of Rebels, which we're coming up on, uh, you know, shortly here in the spring, will end with a typical stinger or classic Star Wars credit fanfare?" You know what? I want. I I could see it just ending with a typical stinger, what Rebels ends with. But you know, Rebels has earned a big fanfare ending. Justin, I I, I think Rebels has. Uh, has earned that kind of um, send-off. Whether or not there's some deaths. Now, we know Chopper and Hera survive, but right now, that's all we know. The Ghost, Hera, and Chopper. We know they're at least making it through Jedi. Um, thanks to Jen Murrow and the team of Forces of Destiny. So, you know, there could be some dark things that happen. Could be some big things that happen. And we've been on this journey for four years. Um and it's we've grown with him. We've grown with Ezra. We've grown with Sabine. It's earned it. It's earned this big ending. Um, and so I hope a classic Star Wars credit fanfare will be there. Alex Lloyd checks back in here on Twitter with a question uh, from the book from a certain point of view. And uh, he talks about the plot twist in the story, The Red One. Now, if you have not read from a certain point of view... This is a spoiler. Maybe skip the next minute or two as I address it. Uh, Alex says he loved it. And my thoughts. You want my thoughts, Alex. Well, I'll tell you what. I didn't like it. 
I actually really, really didn't like it. Now, the story was great. The story for the red one, for those who are okay, who have either read it or are okay with being spoiled right now, is about the red astromech droid. R5, uh, uh, R5, R5, Red 5, R5, D5. What am I, what am I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm mess, I, I, it's almost like I've never competed in a Star Wars trivia contest. Uh, R5, all right? So he, uh, there's this beautiful, it's, it's, he's on that Jawa Sandcrawler for a while. He runs into, uh, he runs into R2-D2. And R2-D2 is talking to R5-D4 and just kind of like, hey, like, I'm on a mission. And I love it. Because remember, R2, this cat has never had his memory wiped. He's been going for a long time now. He knows a lot of secrets. And if you count some of the stuff on Clone Wars, like he was with Yoda on Dagobah when he first met Qui-Gon. Like, I don't think he saw it all, but he's been around. R2's got some stories. So he's telling R5-D4, like, hey. I'm on a mission. I need help. And it, and it's actually great. And R5-D4 is, is kind of dying. He's got sand in his gears. He's beat up. He's been in the sand crawler for a while. Uh, it's it's kind of sad. These droids, you know, they have personality. We, we, we can love these droids, be annoyed by these droids, but they got personality without a doubt. And so they're all in front of uh, Uncle Owen and Luke and the scene we know from Star Wars. And all right, they get seat 3PO and then o- Owen wants R5-D4 and boom, explodes, bad motivator. Hey, Uncle Owen, this one's got a bad motivator. All right, how about the blue one? Big moment. All right, big moment. What this story says is that, here's the spoiler. If you're still, if you check back in, this is the spoiler. What that story says is, is that R5-D4 decided, willed himself to blow up because he was already kind of falling apart. It wasn't out of left field. He was already kind of on his last legs. Willed himself because he wanted R2 to go on. How he knows R2 was going to be the one purchased, I don't know. Basically, hey, maybe you know he's the only other. If they need an astromech droid, that's the only other one available right now in top shape. Um, the golden droid's going to help convince him, whatever. Uh, so it was a conscious decision by R5-D4. The story is great. It's a good story. Read it, take it in. If you're listening and you haven't heard it yourself, but that was one of, one of my problems with some of the, uh, from a certain point of view is it it answered too much at times. And I agree with Lucasfilm and Delray and everyone and the authors taking these, these wild shots. I didn't have a problem with that, but it's the answers, and I always talk about this. It's a, it's a, you probably are sick of me talking about it. But when you, you as fans, we have these expectations. And from 1977 on, we've had a belief of what we believe that moment was about. Maybe our, it was it fate that R5-D4 just exploded? Was it the force? Was it something else? Well, to know it's him, that's not a bad answer. But I don't think that's the answer a lot of people wanted. Now, Alex, you loved it. So... To me, that's a success. The story worked. It creates uh, your expectation was different or your expectation. Maybe that was your expectation. You always thought R5 uh, blew himself up. So uh, I personally did not like it, but I loved the story. It was I got to the end and was like, ah, if it had just been something else. But that's just me. Alex, you loved it. You guys out there listening, if you read that story, let me know. What do you think? 
Write us on the Facebook page. You can like us there. Uh, Support Patreon if you want. Thanks to those who support and contributed tonight. But as always, you can just join us here and follow me on Twitter and follow us on Twitter and send in questions to hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. T Public is also out there. We got some Star Wars merchandise, some Force Center merchandise on tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And guys, um, we are now on Google Play. And we are now on, uh, we're in the process, Should it's looking good. So at the time of this recording, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I apologize if it's not true, I'll take it back. But at the time, it looks like it's good because my podcast and Knapsack Files got accepted to them. There's no reason Force Center won't. Uh, Force Center's on uh, something called TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N. You can go to TuneIn.com. I uh, should be able to find us there shortly, and it's another spot. So I know Apple Podcasts, sometimes some people, you know, that's not what you like to do or can't do because you have a different phone or a different system. No problem. We finally got around to expanding onto Google Play. We're there. Don't forget, we're also on Stitcher, and our home is Podomatic. That's where everything is housed and broadcast from. Guys, that is it. Thank you so much to the Patreon listeners that contributed with their thoughts and questions. Thanks for so much for those on Twitter. And thank you guys for listening and joining us on this journey. Uh, Four Center rolls on. Databank Brawl just had its 75th episode. Please go check that out. This is the 89th episode of Spotlight Star Wars as we race towards that big 100 number. Excited for that. Uh, check out all the shows, guys. I'm going to go. That's it. May that force thing kind of sort of always remain around you. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.